Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Advice from a Call Center Geek. Hope everybody's kind of back into the groove after that uh, that long 4th of July weekend. It's kind of nice when it falls on a Thursday. That Friday kind of doesn't count, right? It's kind of a work day, kind of not for some of you. So it's a, it's a get back into the groove kind of week. So I, I appreciate uh, you joining us again. Uh, my name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-seat call center outsourcer uh, located here on Lake Erie in beautiful northwestern Pennsylvania. I want to, uh, again, as I start most of these uh, episodes, thank everybody. I'll be a little bit quicker than I have been. I, I really appreciate We're over almost 7,000 downloads again. I love giving that update because I think that number is crazy. So I really do appreciate. It. I've been getting more and more feedback too, which which kind of spurs me to to try to make these episodes even better from from a lot of you out there that that are finding value in this. And I'm I'm just trying to help um, as much as I possibly can with some of the experiences that I have. And it's been pretty cool to hear some of the experiences that that you guys have had had as well. Again, trying to uh, to grow the community. So if if any of you if you'd like to go to signup.callcentergeek.com. Again, I'm not selling anything. We're just trying to, to get a community, try to get some webinars, try to get some some interactive community type things that, that all of us can can kind of help off of. So the cool thing about getting more responses and, and more feedback from everybody out there is that it's <laughs> to be honest, it's helping me come up with with new ideas for episodes. So I've had this one that I want to do today in the kind of the back of my head for a while, but I had actually three people ask me. Um, how do how do how do we set up our call center? Like physically, how, how do we have everything set up? How is the, how are things organized? Um, there was two people that are actually starting um, and they're moving their contact center, so they're actually moving to a new physical location and wanted to make sure they got it right. And then there was a another call center geek out there that was expanding the call center and just wanted to make sure if there's any anything that that they should be made aware of or any kind of again any tips that that I could give. So. I figured, hey, instead of I, I did respond to those guys, but I'd like to maybe you know do a, do an entire episode on kind of how we set up our call center. Um, everybody has a different kind of method to the madness with this. This is what we've kind of found that works. Um, so let's let's kind of dive into to kind of what we do here. So we have about 500 seats. I think there's actually 503. Um, actual cubicles. That does include um, the supervisor stations that are at the end of our rows. The stations that we use, there's a, kind of a combination. We have we have three by four, so three foot deep by four foot wide call center booths. Um, and we also, I don't even know how to explain them. They're kind of like the, they make like the S 
um, shaped, so they're a little bit wider, and we use those for programs that we need two monitors on. So some clients, we, we have to make sure that we have two monitors on. So we kind of have a, probably about 80% of them are, are the 3x4s, and, and 20% um, are kind of those, I don't know, those S-shaped call center stations, which I think you know some of you guys can, can kind of relate to. All right, a couple tips with the naming convention. Don't get cute. Call the station something that is easy to, um, to to recognize where it is. So we actually have three call center rooms. So we have a main, a west, um, and an east call center. Right? We try to get cute and name them after like famous streets like Bourbon Street and Penny Lane for our different roads. And we named the computers that way. But it just got too confusing. So don't. I, I would suggest don't get cute with that. Be a little bit more technical. When it comes to the name of your call center stations, we use, so we name the computer to be put on our network, and then we also put the in contact, or if you're using a cloud provider, you normally have a, with, with nice in contact, called the station ID, or some type of identifier for the for your cloud telephony platform. So we put that number on there too. So each agent, when they log in, they know what station they're at. And then they also know what, what station ID if they have to when they have to put that into their in contact um, soft phone. So that's kind of how we we do that, and we just you know use one of those uh, little label makers and, and actually sticky that to the top right hand corner of the of the computer. As for the computers, I believe if you're buying new brand new computers, you're making a just a vastly horrible financial decision. Um, we purchase all of our computers online. Through a couple different sites, but uh, and I, you know, email me if you want the name of, of some of the companies. But we will not pay more than four hundred dollars for a computer. So most of the computers are between that three hundred, three hundred twenty, three hundred fifty dollar range, and they're refurbished. Uh, Windows ten professional computers normally have one terabyte of memory. Um, they're they're super fast. They're work machines, right? We we normally use all in ones, so we have twenty three inch all in ones. That's about ninety. 90% of our computers, so 23-inch all-in-one Lenovo's are basically what we have found to be the hardest working machines. If you think about it, you don't need a lot of, of memory. You're not For us, we're not housing things on the actual computers. We're just really connecting to the internet and making sure that we have a good, you know, a good fast computer for our, our reps to work on. So again, don't buy new stuff, when it, especially when it comes to the, the stations, one of your, your largest expenses when you're, when you're setting up. All right, let's talk about the actual, I guess, the call center operation. So we have a supervisor ratio of about 16 to 1. That's the average. For some of our programs, it can be as low as 10 to 1. But on average, we're right around that 15 to 16 to 1. Each of the reps will have the same supervisor every single day. They will also sit in the same stations every single day. Now, that doesn't mean they own the station because we have multiple shifts so if somebody's working a nine to three and somebody's working a, you know, a three to eleven, right? They might share that station, um, but we want them to at least be sitting in their same home every single day or as close as, to that as as possible with the same supervisor who who knows them and and kind of can feel them out. If you've listened to the previous podcasts on, you know, how we set goals and how we you know talk to each of the reps every morning i think it's really important that there's a a relationship that gets built between the supervisor and the and the associate on their team so that's that's kind of important when it comes to hanging things in the booth we have a little bit of a 
I don't know of, of an issue with that. We we try to give our well, we do give our reps picture plates that they can actually put pictures of their family, of their kids in there. We try to be as paperless as we possibly can. And with some of our clients, we're totally paperless. So there can be absolutely nothing, including those pictures in the in the station. Now, that's just a security thing that we believe is, is important. So make sure that you, you kind of look at that. Um, also, if anything needs to be hung, we try to program our way out of everything. So to get something onto the screen. But if we have to have it or the rep really needs something you know, hung on their station, we laminate it, make sure that we kind of give it a, a policy number um, and, and make sure that that thing stays in there so it can never be taken out or just, I know, maybe some, a little bit of, of paranoia, but, you know, when we, we're dealing with other, other clients, we can't make a mistake, so we do everything that we possibly can to, to, to curve any, any type of, of issues that, that may arise. We do use white noise in one of our centers. We don't use it in both. I kind of go back and forth on it. I think depending on how you have it set up, it can be helpful. Um, Sometimes to me it can be annoying, but the reps seem to like it, especially, you know, in some of the louder areas where we can kind of white noise some some of the things out. We do – we don't spend a lot of money on headsets, but we get really good ones. So I think we've we've gone through – probably five or six different types of headsets that we've tried out. The headsets that we pay for, um, I don't want to give anybody any kind of, uh, I already said a, a Lenovo brand on here, but I don't want to give anybody free advertising. So we, if you look on Amazon, they're $23. They're noise-canceling headsets. Uh, they last for for about a year before they, they need to be replaced, which I think is is pretty good. I don't know. Maybe you know. I've I've gone back and forth with maybe getting some really really good headsets, but I think that these work pretty well. And the from the noise canceling aspect and from the cost ratio, I think it it uh, it works for us. So we talk about our supervisor ratio, fifteen to sixteen to one. Some clients going down to ten. Um, when we're in our QA area, or I'm sorry, in our uh, our training, we call it our incubation room before the reps come out onto the floor. You know, that can be as low as five to six to one, you know, when we're in that training aspect. And then when they go to the floor, they get introduced and high-fived and, um, you know, kind of introduced to their team. From a QA standpoint, we, we double the ratio between the supervisor to what QA is. So if we're at a, you know, a 15 to one ratio from the supervisor, we normally do a 30 to one ratio with our QA staff. So... And again, that's client dependent too. To client dependent on what we're contractually obligated to from a monitoring standpoint. We found that we can do that now and, and be at that number because of the speech analytics that you've heard me talk at nauseum about. So that's kind of where we are from a from a QA standpoint. The QA staff, we try to rotate them on different programs that they're trained on so that they don't, you know, listen to the same people and kind of get bored with that. Or I don't want to say pick on somebody, but everybody kind of just has somebody that you know maybe they they constantly are finding a fault with. We also like to rotate our management trainees through the QA area as well. So that's a big piece of it: understanding the scoring aspect, understanding what to listen to. You know, I should probably get back to that too. So in our ratios, so we have a sixteen to one ratio. We try to have at least one either a team lead who's been here a while, who is getting paid more, who can who can help a little bit or a management trainee, and the majority of our kind of extra management team who's on the phone is a management trainee. So again, supervisors, 16 to 1 ratio, they'll have about 15 reps and then one management trainee or one uh, team lead on their team as well to kind of help them or if they need to go on break. And that's kind of how we, we normally you know, use and, and utilize those guys. 
it also, you know, kind of helps them kind of get in the groove of, of, of being a management person. Again, we did a whole management training podcast, um, which I may you know, kind of get into here in the, in the next couple weeks as well again. But all right, let's talk about some of the physical, you know, things in the, in the room, like the TVs. So we have, uh, I believe they're 50 inch flat screens that are dispersed, you know, periodically throughout the room. We initially tried to do it by team, but that can be a little bit difficult. Um, with the, the amount of clients that have come on board. So we try to put up the, the stats of the people that are around that TV. Um, if there's any type of company news, any games that we're playing that we can use the TV with, you know, we're all for that. And as another little tip, I would suggest if you're not sure how to utilize the, your TVs, look at an Intel, they're called Intel Compute Sticks. And we use them on all of our TVs. They're like a four-inch computer that basically has an HDMI plug that you plug in. They're Windows 10. And if you just get a wireless mouse and a wireless keyboard, then you can actually control the TVs. There's absolutely no wires. Um, It's super slick, super cool. Uh, I actually bring them when we do a client visit or when I'm doing any type of pitch to a new client. And I might fly out to L.A. and I'll just bring my compute stick, plug it into the back of their TV, and I have a, a kind of a wireless really cool setup that I think, you know, I don't know if it makes a huge impression, but maybe a, a good first impression from a technology standpoint. So something to, to check out as well. The other thing that I probably, I wanted to, to raise, I look in here at my notes that I forgot is we have no cell phones on our call center floor. So I don't know if a lot of the centers that I've been at do not have that policy, especially you internal call center guys. It can be done. It's nothing crazy. Make sure that you set up some some areas off the call center floor where they can they can use their cell phone. But we have a policy, and it's you know as you guys know, I'm more of a carrot than a stick guy. But the one real stick that we have is if a cell phone is seen or if a cell phone is heard on the call center floor, it's an automatic suspension. So again, that goes back to the the security aspects of of what, who we're dealing with. We're dealing with financial services clients. We have to be PCI compliant. There's a lot of that stuff that, that kind of plays into that. So, you know, reps have, we've been able to train our staff into that. And it's, it's kind of become a culture thing to where, you know, they understand not to, to bring that onto the floor. I'm sure you're going to say, I'm going to get too much pushback and I'm going to have people quit. You won't, right? You can do it. Um, and I think it's it's really important, especially in today's area, depending on the type of calls that they're taking, that that they don't have those on the floor. The other the other question I, I get a lot is how do we pay our reps or, or, or what mechanism, you know, do we pay? And what we utilize, which I think is pretty cool, is, is T-Sheets, which is a Quicken product. So with T-Sheets, we have iPads set up in a kiosk. So you could do this. Everybody could log in on their desktop, right? For us, uh, we didn't really want to do that just to have a little bit more control. So we have kiosks, which is, again, they're they're. Um, iPads set up throughout the call centers, all three of the, the call centers we have in our training room and, and in HR, where reps can actually punch in and punch out. It's pretty cool because it is facial recognition. So if the the system does not recognize that that's the actual person punching out or punching in, then HR will get an email to say, hey, can you please verify that so we, we don't have other people punching in for other people, um, which obviously could be a problem. Um Pretty slick from from that standpoint. We can also, we do all of our billing off of it. So if any of you, you know, you want to track, let's say you're an internal center and you want to track uh, customer service calls, the sales calls to um, tier one, tier two, tier three type of calls and, and the amount of time that each rep is on there. You know, obviously you can do that from a, 
um, from your telephony platform, but a lot of times it gets more confusing when you're paying people off of different tiers, right? So if somebody's at a tier one, maybe they're paid at a certain rate and somebody does, you know, logs into tier three, they get paid at a different rate. And so that way we, we've been able to, to change the different projects for, for different rates of pay and for different clients and how we bill. So um, something to, to kind of check out um, from that from that aspect as well. So that's kind of a, I guess, a quick 15-minute snapshot of, of how we have our room set up and, and how we operate kind of the day-to-day from a, from a physical structure. You know, make sure that your the rows that you have are, are wide enough. Make sure that people aren't bumping into each other. Make sure that the chairs that you give your reps that they buy into, you know, one of the biggest follies that, that we've seen is, is when we said, oh, wow, we can get a, a real good deal on these type of chairs, but they're super uncomfortable and the reps kind of revolt on that. So get a little committee, you know, for any of those, whether it's a headset, whether it is a um, a chair, whether it's a new mouse, uh, make sure that you're, the reps have the buy-in or, you know, that'll, that'll save you from, from a lot of pain <laughs> once, once you order them and they hate it. So just a little something that I have definitely gone through and it is not fun. So again, thanks guys. I, that's kind of what I have. I hope that that helps. Um, again, we have advice. It's actually selling really well right now. Advice from a call center geek book. It is on Amazon. So if you just go to Amazon and, and search for advice from a call center geek, the book should come up. We have it in paperback and we have it for like a $3 ebook as well. Help yourself. It's a lot of uh, the, the topics that we talk about here. If any of you are, again, are finding value in this, especially on iTunes, Spotify, we just found out that we were approved for iHeartRadio, which is pretty cool. So we're now on, now on iHeartRadio. Um, if you have your Alexa, which my daughter loves, I love uh, being out on the deck with our Alexa and having my six-year-old listen to music and me say, hey, Alexa, listen to advice from a call center geek. And so we get the eye roll. But yeah, I'm actually, uh, it's crazy how the technology now and <laughs> And I'm on a Alexa can 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 play me and play the podcast. So yeah, I'm a nerd. But again, uh, thank you guys again for for all the support, all the downloads. Keep the emails coming, keep the questions coming. I'll try to help in any way I can. And uh, I will talk to all of you next week. Have a great one. This has been advice from a call center geek. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode. Jam-packed with actionable takeaways you can implement ASAP. Chime in with your thoughts on the episode on Twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also, take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name, Advice from a Call Center Geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com. 